Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
J.M. in the A.M. Yerachmiel Begun, Miami Boys Choir. Usum is the name of that selection here on a uh, J.M. in the A.M. What is today? Monday! That's right. Opening up the uh, work week and the school week here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, you heard the uh, Miami selection before that. There was Yehuda Green with the Chizuk Nigun, Kohan Hashama, Yaakov Shweki, Basi Ligani, Yonatan Scheinfeld. A song that we've become uh, rightfully very fond of <laughs> since the Siegel-Levinson wedding. Masech uh, Hashem, our Monday morning theme song with Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Monday on this September the 9th. Happy birthday, Miriam L. Wallach. It's the ninth day in the month of Elul, the year 5779, Tufshin Ayin Tess, final month of that year, Tufshin Ayin Tess. 67 degrees, 63% humidity, winds in northeast at 6 miles per hour. Partly cloudy with a high temperature of 74 than tonight. Partly cloudy, low 64. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 74 degrees. Yushalayim is at 80. We're at 67 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. I want to wish the best of luck to our friends at the Brooklyn Cyclones. I didn't know that um, that they had it in them. If the Cyclones win tonight, they are the uh, league champions. That's right. Tonight, the uh, quote-unquote World Series in the Cyclones League is happening at MCU Park. Uh, they're up one game to nothing in a best-of-three series. So, again, if they win tonight or if they win tomorrow night, uh, both games in Brooklyn, then they will be champs. And uh, that's pretty cool. So, um, good luck, Brooklyn Cyclones. We're rooting for you. They've been amazing friends of ours, and they, as we always say, are amazing family entertainment for our community and every community. And we acknowledge that, and we wish them the best of luck. Go Cyclones. <laughs> um, so it's a Monday morning here at JM and the AM as we uh, as we rev things up on a Monday. We remind you that Jeff Morgan of Covenant Wine is going to be joining us. We'll have a Teach NYS dinner update and plenty more. It's another big week for us on the road. This Thursday we'll be in Lakewood for our Thursday live lunch. The whole thing all month long is brought to you by Azer Mitzion, the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry. If you haven't yet purchased the uh, tickets, or I should say if you haven't yet purchased the golf balls that you need to join the big ball drop, that fun and amazing contest on the day of their golf tournament, go to emgolf.org, emgolf.org slash ball drop, emgolf.org slash ball drop. And if you use the promo code Nahum, you get a discount on the purchase of golf balls for the ball drop. So you could win the split the pot, and you can actually purchase the golf balls at a reduced rate if you use the promo code Nahum. How cool is that? JM in the AM at 28 minutes before 7 o'clock. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Mm-hmm. 
שכל רגע הוא יקר, הזמן עוזל עובר חולף נגמר, ושום דבר לא מיותר היום. היום הזה כל כך קצר, עולם זמני, עולם מוזר, כל מה שלא תיקח נשאר. תגיד אולי מחר, תחשוב הכל זה שום דבר, עוד רגע ההווה עבר, שים לב, אל תשכח את האוצר, חטוף בכל מה שאפשר, מה שטבע של היום תאכל מחר.
Zukat Shlomecha Zukat Rachamim Chaim Shalom Ufrosadeinu Zukat Shlomecha Zukat Rachamim Chaim Shalom
Except Saturday with Hine Kel. You heard Shlomo Katz in there with Ufro, Shlomi Gertner's You're My Life. Moda and Friends, that was Mordechai Shapiro. Yoni Z had Dama, and Eretz Yisrael was done by Ohad. 
America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and Alchemsegal.com, and Alchemsegal Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. News from Israel next. בליכוד לא הצליחו לגייס את הרוב בוועדה שיאפשר לקדם את החוק בחקיקת בזק, זאת בעקבות התנגדות ישראל ביתנו וחבר הכנסת רועי פולקמן שלא היה נוכח בדיון. יושב ראש הוועדה המסדרת, חבר הכנסת מיקי זוהר מהליכוד, האשים בתום הדיון את ישראל ביתנו כי הם חברו למפלגות הערביות בהפלת החוק. מנגד אמרו במפלגתו של ליברמן כי נתניהו ניסה לגנוב את הבחירות באמצעות חוק המצלמות. הסוכנות לאנרגיה אטומית טוענת איראן מוסיפה להפר את ההסכם הגרעין. כתבת חדשות החוץ, עמית חדד. איראן החלה להתקין סרקזות, צנטריפוגות מדגם מתקדם, שיאפשר העשרת אורניום באופן יעיל יותר. כך דיווחה הסוכנות הבינלאומית לאנרגיה אטומית. צעד זה של איראן מהווה הפרה נוספת של הסכם הגרעין עם המעצמות מ-2015. בימים האחרונים מאיימת טהרן בנסיגות נוספות, כיוון שלטענתה, מדינות אירופה לא עמדו בהתחייבויותיהן כלפיה. בית המשפט העליון קבע צה"ל רשאי להחזיק בגופות מחבלים לצורכי משא ומתן. כתבתנו לענייני משפט, מוריה אסרף וולברג. בית המשפט העליון קבע היום בהרכב מורחב של שבעה שופטים כי צה"ל מוסמך להורות על קבורה ארעית של גופות מחבלים לצורך משא ומתן עם ארגוני טרור. ההרכב בראשות נשיאת בית המשפט העליון אסתר חיות קבע גם כי הדין הבינלאומי אינו מסתייג מהחזקת גופות במסגרת עימות מזוין. תושב ערערה בשנות ה-20 לחייו נפצע קשה בקטטה ביישוב. צוות מד"א העביר אותו לבית החולים סורוקה בבאר שבע. כתבנו רמי שני מוסיף שהמשטרה עצרה ארבעה חשודים במעורבות בהקטטה. מייסד טלגראס, עמוס דוב סילבר, הואשם בניהול ארגון פשע. סילבר הוסגר לישראל מאוקראינה לפני כחודש. כתבנו יאיר אורבייטו שמע את יוסי פאר, עורך הדין של הנאשם, בבית המשפט המחוזי בלוד. מה שמאשימים אותנו, שמענו את הדברים בדיון האחרון, אישומים מאוד קשים, ראש פשע מאורגן, סמים קשים לילדים, זה דברים שנכנסים עליהם הרבה שנים לבית סוהר. לא היה ולא נברא סמים קשים, הוא בסך הכל בנה אפליקציה להקל על החולים. כתבתנו ליה ספילגן מזכירה שבמסגרת הפרשה נעצרו 28 נאשמים. תלמידי בית הספר השחר במטה יהודה חוזרים ללימודים. הבוקר הודיעה מנהלת בית הספר על התפטרותה בעקבות מאבק שניהלו נגדה ההורים והמועצה מאז פתיחת שנת הלימודים. כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש מזכיר כי במסגרת המאבק הוקם בית ספר חלופי במועצה אליו הגיעו התלמידים בימים האחרונים. מזג האוויר למחר, עוד עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, בעיקר בערים ובפנים הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Hashem 
J.M. and the A.M., that's uh, Baruch Levine. Misha Shikane is the name of that selection. It is a Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work here at J.M. and the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Titane selection that we introduced this past Friday, you may recall. Uh, that is a um, that is a selection that was uh, done by Yosef Yaakov Arnold from Los Angeles, who's now in Jerusalem, and he was listening Friday when we first played it. It's done in memory of his father, who's a fourth yard site, uh, is being observed. And the song was produced by our good friend Sam Glazer from out there on the West Coast. So a big shout out to Sam as well. Monday morning here at JMM. A couple of things we noticed uh, over the weekend we wanted to bring to your attention. First of all, our friends at um, the Lander College for Women are doing a uh, a full schedule um, of shiurim uh, about the power of tshuva as we lead up to uh, Rosh Hashanah and uh, Yom Kippur. And the uh, full schedule is at lcw.turo.edu, lcw.turo.edu. It includes a whole bunch of great locations on the Upper West Side, about um, about 10 different synagogues, with a full schedule from the 7th of September, which of course was already, through the 21st of September. So check that out, lcw.turo.edu. Also... A um, I saw a notice this past. Uh, I saw a notice this past um, a weekend about just one life. Their big chuva lecture is coming up. It's the thirtieth annual kinus 
Shuva 5780, again being uh, done by renowned speaker of Yisachar Fran, this time in memory of uh, Stephen Esses of Blessed Memory, who was the chair of Just One Life Israel. It's happening on Sunday night, October the 6th, starting at 8 p.m. at the Young Israel of Flatbush, 1012 Avenue I at Coney Island Avenue. Tickets and information go to justonelife.org, justonelife.org. They do this every year. It's really an amazing presentation brought by Fran, 30 consecutive years which is pretty amazing. That's happening again on October the 6th, uh, Sunday night in the Flatbush. The third annual Makar Run and Walk is this coming Sunday, September the 15th at Marine Park in Brooklyn, New York. Register at 8.30. The run starts at 9 a.m. promptly. Runformakar.org. Run the number four, Makar.org. Keep that in mind. And don't forget that our friends at Bris of Rum are celebrating their 40th annual dinner this coming Sunday night, uh, honoring Cheder Yalde Menachem and its builders and celebrating 34 years of gala wedding. Save the date, everybody, this coming Sunday, September the 15th, for um, a Bris of Rum and their incredible annual dinner. It's always a big celebration this year with 40. It's really going to be an amazing celebration. Information 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770, or you can head to uh, the web, brisavrum.org. Again, that's brisavrum.org for uh, all the information. A reminder, as uh, we continue to be on the road during the month of September, this month's on-the-road programming is brought to you by our friends at Azer Mitzion, the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry. Many of you are familiar with their golf tournament. It's happening uh, uh, next week, emgolf.org, emgolf.org. And I remind you that you could purchase uh, golf balls for the big ball drop contest, which will, if you win, will allow you to split the pot. And it's a great pot uh, that you'll be able to split um, if you're a winner, uh, if you're one of the three winners of the uh, golf ball drop with Azer Mitzion. Do what we did. Make sure to uh, purchase some golf balls now by going to emgolf.org slash ball drop. They literally take the balls, put them in a helicopter, and drop them on the green. And the three closest balls are the winners of Split the Pot. emgolf.org slash ball drop. emgolf.org slash ball drop. And don't forget that uh, if you use the promo code Nahum, you save uh, on that whole deal. All right? Pretty cool, huh? So, again emgolf.org slash ball drop. The next time we're on the road is this Thursday down in Lakewood, New Jersey, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. Uh, at the uh, J2 uh, restaurant down in Lakewood. Again, it's a live lunch Thursday happening this week. Thank you to our friends at Azer Mitzion. 16 minutes after 7 o'clock. Plenty more coming up on a Monday at JM in the AM. Words won't make you smart. A little bit of sun won't dry you out. Two raindrops won't end this drought. But a little bit of friendship goes a long way. If you got a friend, you'll be okay. A little bit of friendship goes a long way. It'll bring you some muzzle, you'll be okay. So give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click.
When you're down and feeling small, got a phone but no one to call. When your hope has sailed away and you've got nothing to say, a little bit of friendship goes a long way. If you got a friend, you'll be okay. A little bit of friendship goes a long way. It'll bring you some muscle, you'll be okay. So give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle. your hand to a friend don't hesitate hot chocolate this alert is all that it takes brighten someone's day that will do the trick bring in some mazo you'll bring in some bling a pisale mazo a pisale gling i'll give you some mazo i'll give you some bling bow that thy mazo come in soon little bit of french goes a long way If you got a friend, you'll be okay. Little bit of friendship goes a long way. Bring you some muscle, you'll be okay. So give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and whistle. A whistle and muscle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle. Oh, my God. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Udi Ulman and the Birchat HaChatan here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard Ari Goldwag's Via Hafta, Eighth Day with Bissela Mazel on a Monday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zevnebis of Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basrebis of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Mishnah tells us in Perkyavos, whoever has these three traits, a good eye, one who doesn't begrudge his friend, a humble spirit, a meek soul, one who is satisfied with whatever he was blessed, are among the disciples of Avram Avinu. Whoever has three other traits, an evil eye, an arrogant spirit, and a greedy soul, is among the disciples of Bilam. Avram Avinu was the symbol of tzedakah, chesed, benevolence, and loving kindness. Bilam was the exact opposite, the symbol of evil, selfishness, and negativity. Our Chachamim specified these particular character traits will define the great difference between good and bad. 
as opposed to others who follow in the way of Avram Avinu, one who begrudges others, even though he may excel in other mitzvahs between man and God, is considered to be among the disciples of Bilam. It's noteworthy that our Chachomim do not cite Tfiluth Kavana, diligence in Torah study, halachic discussions, as the contrast between Avram and Bilam. This teaches us a very important lesson. The essence of man is defined by his character attributes, his good midos. They are what transform a person from a simple individual into an exalted personage. Negative character traits, on the other hand, diminish the individual and make him small. Rabbi Shel Salanter, the father of the Musa movement, says that midos are man's treasure. Although man expends much effort to amass material possessions, even foregoing his honor, an individual who is on a higher spiritual level realizes that it's not the gold, the silver, the jewels that define the person, but his Torah and Masim Tovim. One's time would be well spent acquiring good midos, improving our character traits. When a person works on himself, he has distinguished himself from others. There is the Sefer, Shulchan Aruch Lamidos, which is an interesting code of Jewish law that directs us in the appropriate use of one's character traits in the service of Hashem. For all of us, we who every day are a work in progress, we continue, especially during this time, to work on our Midos Tovos, to refine our relationships, Bein Adam Lechavero, thereby bringing peace and unity to Klal Yisroel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. with our Elul Sofer blowing every, uh, well, Sunday through Friday. That's right, because we have it on J.M. Sunday as well. During the month of Elul, except for uh, Erev Rosh Hashanah. Uh, that is when the custom uh, breaks and um, we separate between the Shofar blowing of Elul and the uh, required Shofar blowing of Rosh Hashanah. Uh Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Well, as the uh, invitation states, we have a chance to uh, make history because on the 24th of September, Teach NYS annual dinner is going to uh, happen. And in fact, it is uh, on the theme of making history, which is exactly what Teach NYS is doing. Join Teach NYS for the annual dinner, dinner celebrating the historical achievements of our community. It's going to be happening in Metropolitan West at 635 West 46th Street in New York City. Starts at 630. It'll honor Senator Shelley Mayer, Chair of the Committee on Education, Activist of the Year Daniel Lowy, and Young Leadership Awardees Elizabeth and Joey Bra. It's all happening uh, again on the 24th of September. Information, you can go to uh, teachcoalition.org slash NYS slash dinner. Teachcoalition.org slash NYS Slash dinner. Cal Nathan is with us live via telephone, an executive board member 
of Teach NYS. Cal, welcome to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's great to be here with you today and uh, to talk about uh, Teach, everything we've accomplished in the future of Jewish education. I appreciate that very much. And, you know, I, I say this almost every time we do an interview about this uh, unique and well-accomplished organization and effort. And that is, if you would have told anybody five, ten years ago in our community, those who were active in our community, those who really observed closely what was going on in our community, if you would have told them that Teach NYS would have accomplished all of the things it has until this point, they never would have believed it. They never thought, and we never thought, that there was ever a possibility that that we could have enough influence as a community with other communities to influence state government, to have an effect on, on government in general, and have it uh, be there for the benefit of, of the children of our community, for the education of our community. Uh, so I think that's the first thing we have to say, Cal, that we got to recognize that what Teach NYS has done really is historic. It's, uh, you know, it truly is historic, Nachum, but I think that even in your intro, when you talk about observing and you talk about people that have uh, viewed um, government for a long time, I think the, the key ingredient um, that has allowed us to accomplish so much has been people that have gotten involved. Yep. Um, when we started this a short five years ago, and I know you talk to Maury all the time, yep. um, politicians in Albany thought that they were doing a great thing by providing after-school Mishmar busing. Mm -hmm. Because there were four or five people who would come up to Albany every year and say, we need after-school Mishmar busing. And that's all they knew. And then it took the OU, and it took Maury, and it took Allen and Meish, and all the people that had the, vi the visionaries, had the foresight to say, you know what, we need to approach this as a business, the way anybody else approaches uh, different tasks in life. And we need to organize ourselves properly. We need to hire the best people. We need to come together. We need to understand and put together a vision, a strategy, and then we need to execute against that strategy, employing some of the best people. And the key ingredient is, is, is people, which is the community, right? We are a community of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of, of from Jewish families across the tri-state area. And again, teaches not only in New York, we're right. celebrating New York uh, on the 24th, but right. teaches spawned seven other states. We're in New Jersey, we're in Pennsylvania, we're in Connecticut, etc. So um, the key ingredient that has allowed us to accomplish so much is in the people that have stepped up and gotten involved. And you know, Cal, or maybe I should say, but you know, how difficult it is to inspire the public in our community, in any community, to become active, to take the you know the notion and the and the objective seriously, and and also it's a long road. It's hard to motivate people when they realize that it's going to be you know it's going to be a long time before we really reap the benefits. And in this case, whatever Teach has done has been amazing in terms of motivating motivating everybody to get involved. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that you know the key part of that is you can join now when when a lot of the tough work has been done. Like you said, the beginnings are always tough, as we know, and it took a long time to get together, to be able to get in New York State something as historic as STEM funding. That's been passed. Not only has been passed, uh, the first monies literally came out of uh, literally this past month, and the yeshivas have, have extraordinarily historic, have received monies that they've never received before. That was the first year. The second year, we, we doubled that, a 200% increase to $15 million. Then we saw this year yet another increase to $30 million. So if you join now and you get involved now, 
you have the ability to really influence. The governor <laughs> tells us all the time that if you build a broad coalition and you're and you're touching every legislator, right? There's very little you can't accomplish in politics if you're not if you're talking to legislators and you're and making your voice heard and you're letting them know what's important to you. And if you do that across a broad coalition, a broad swath of the legislators in both the Assembly and the Senate, there is nothing that's stopping us from getting some equity and parity. I want to remind you, Nachum, of the numbers, right? There are roughly four hundred thousand plus non-public school students in the state which is roughly 17% of the state of New York. The yeshiva, the Jewish day school population, is roughly almost 50% of that number today. If we were equitably funded, call it $28 billion state education budget, we would be receiving somewhere around 3 to $4 billion a year. Right. People tell us, you're crazy, you'll never get there, but people have told us that the whole time. That's fine. But think about this. Yeshiva Jewish day, day school budgets in the tri-state area are roughly $3 billion. Mm-hmm. Today, we're getting in over $150 million, which is 5%. People always say, hey, you know what? You're getting all this money. It's really great. It's amazing, but it's not affecting my tuition bill yet. It's not really doing anything. First of all, I tell those people is, number one, if we weren't bringing the money we're bringing in, you wouldn't have the level of education, you wouldn't have the security, and you also would be paying even more. And number two is, we're on the cusp of being able to finally stem back, to turn back increases in education, in, 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 in uh, tuitions, and finally to start to reduce tuitions, which I know everybody says is a pipe dream, but I'm telling you, sure, as I'm sitting here and we're talking today, they told us it was a pipe dream five years ago, and look where we are today. Yeah, no question about it. As the numbers increase then the chances of that happening increase as well. And what made me laugh earlier is when you said, if you join now, you know, in other words, a lot of the hard work has been done already. Those who want to become active and really see results almost immediately, if you get involved now, you're going to, you're going to be able to do that because a lot of predecessors have already, you know, done this legwork and have gone through the years required to get all this done till this point. Absolutely. And I'll tell you another thing, you know, the, the, like I said, there were roughly 400,000 plus non-public school students in this state, right? Mm-hmm. We are only roughly half of that. There's another large swath, includes the Catholics and the Muslims. We are building a coalition, as you referred to in, in your intro, with the, it's now the Teach Coalition, where we are working together with other faith, uh, faith-based organizations that represent the other hundreds of thousands of students in the state to come together. They've seen our success. They've had their own initiatives that have failed. They're joining us. So our coalition is just getting bigger and stronger every year. Year, but we still need every single person on listening to the show who touches your show to get involved. Because you know what? When you sit around the Shabbos table, and I know it's the favorite conversation around, and it's, and it's the largest expense, of course, that you know how expensive it is and how much we dedicate, how much we sacrifice for our kids to send them to Jewish, uh, for Jewish education, for yeshiva education, to instill with them the traditions and everything else that's so critically vital to the, to the succession of our faith and our people. What you can do is you can get involved. You can come to the dinner on September 24th. You can tell Shelley Mayer, who's the education chair in the Senate, you can thank her and you can make your voice heard and you can tell her on the side as she's going up to the stage, as she's coming down, whatever it is, you know what, thank you so much, Senator. We're, we're so appreciative for all that you've done, but there's so much more that we need to do. We want parity for our students. The state mandates science, technology, English, math, education. Why shouldn't every student in the state of New York have that same entitlement to that education that the state is paying for. I didn't even realize what kind of ally Senator Mayer has been. It's pretty amazing having someone in that position who's really taking everybody seriously on this issue. 
it's uh, she's been fantastic. Um, the entire Senate has always been a champion for us. Now we've made tremendous strides in the Assembly as well. And, 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 and I want to be very clear. The governor, Governor Cuomo, has been a tremendous friend to us. He has been a champion of this. He was the one who put forth the STEM the, the, the historic STEM bill and signed it. He's been a big friend of ours. Robert Mojica has been a tremendous friend to our, to our cause, um, the budget director in the state of New York. So really the executive branch has been the leader, but the Senate and the Assembly also together. And again, we need all three branches of government to come together at the end of the day when it comes to March 29th, March 30th, the 31st, and of course April 1st when we know budgets are passed in the state of New York to all support us. And that means Every legislator, every senator, every assembly member has to be there. And when it comes time on March 31st for their priorities, STEM and, and education for non-public schools and funding for non-public schools needs to be a priority of theirs. And that could only happen if they hear from community members and they hear from, from local folks that say this is important to us. We need you to support these bills. Those of you who are parents, uh, for obvious reasons, you care about the future of Teach NYS, but anybody really who cares about the future of our community, try your hardest to be there on the 24th of September. Teach NYS, uh, their annual dinner uh, will be at the Metropolitan West on September 24th at 635 West 46th Street in New York with cocktails beginning at 6.30. You heard Cal mention Senator Shelley Mayer. Also, Daniel Lowy and Elizabeth and Joey Braha are going to be recognized as well. A really good lineup, Cal, of uh, people who've been involved for a long time. Uh, absolutely. You know, we try every year to to make sure that we're, we're covering all bases. Uh, the Bras have been tremendous, uh, and we thank them for their steadfast support. Um, and, of course, Daniel Lowy has been tremendously active um, and been a leader um, in New York City for us as well. So, again, I encourage everybody, the dinner, um, September 24th, as Nachum just said, it's teachnys.org forward slash dinner. Um, please come. Please register. Uh, please show your support, and again, please get involved. The only way that we will be able to continue to increase funding is if we have you involved. There's so much more that we can accomplish, but what's missing is every single yeshiva parent getting involved and making your voice heard. Even if it's just coming to our website and registering for our email updates, just so you're informed, just so you know what's going on, just so you can see, so just so you can take opportunities to get involved as you're able to, but please, the lead, we can inspire people to get involved and to make a difference and it can start by just at least registering at our website and coming to our dinner the uh, easiest address teachnys.org slash dinner teachnys.org slash dinner go there you will see all the information regarding the 24th of september you have an opportunity to pay tribute to the honorees certainly if you know them we encourage you to do so and uh, you'll have an opportunity to purchase tickets to give donations um, go to the website in general, teachnys.org, and you could sign up for the email list that Cal uh, just described. Cal Nathan is an executive board member for Teach NYS, wishing you and everybody the best of luck on the 24th, and I thank you so much for joining us this morning. Malcolm, thanks so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you again. More coming up. It's a Monday as we head back to school and back to work at JM in the AM. <laughs>
כל יום מתפללים, מבקשים מן השמיים שאני אעבור. רק צריך להאמין ולפתוח עיניים, כי אני כבר פה. עוד מצווה אחת קטנה, תפילה עם לב פתוח, ויבוא הקץ. זה לקח אלפי שנה, הנה זה כבר בטוח. תנו להיכנס, ולא, לא, לא יהיו יותר דמעות, רק תראו ניסים
J.M. in the A.M. Uri Davidi from the album Muchanim here at J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning. Thanks for joining us in this month of Elul. As we um, as we wrap up the year 5779, as hard as that is to believe. That is hard to believe. Coming up in the next live edition of The Israel Show, a review of the Netflix Brand new release, The Spy, which is a story of Ellie Cohen. I assume Mayer has watched it already. I have not. He'll review it for you coming up at 9 a.m. Eight days till the Israeli election. Wow. Eight days from the Israeli election. Who will our friend Simon Jacob be voting for? The weekly Israeli music mix has a new release by Yishai Rebo leading up to his upcoming album release. If that's the song, I think it is. The one about Seder HaVodah then it is an unbelievable selection. Uh, I'm not quite sure which one Mayer means, but hey, you know how we're going to find out? We'll find out by uh, tuning in. Coming up at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time, right after JM in the a.m., and we'll know exactly what song he's referring to. More coming up on a Monday, five minutes before 8 o'clock. Jeff Morgan is scheduled to join us from the Covenant Winery and plenty more on a Monday here at JM in the a.m. Yes, I'm a shame. She'll mark a shame. 
Yaakov Shweki wrapping up the hour for us at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. The amazing Simon Jacob is here, chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative, but to us, someone even more important than that, somebody who literally left his grandson's Brit Milah in Jerusalem. <laughs> 
and I'm not kidding, by the way. I, everything I'm about to say is 100% accurate. Literally left his grandson's Brit Milah two Wednesdays ago in Jerusalem, went to the airport so that he could land in time to celebrate Benjamin Siegel's wedding to Kayla Levinson. And uh, first of all, Boker Tov to you. Boker Tov, Nachum. Chodesh Tov. Chodesh Tov too. And yeah, I know it's nine days it's, into yeah, it, but it's like I'm figured one out. Am I, did I lose something here? <laughs> okay. And Slichot Tov. Yes. Because Slichot are on full because on. Because you were at Slichot early this morning. Yep. Been at Slichot every day. Us Ashkenazim, we figure out a lazy way to get out of it. We, oh, wait, we wait until the week before you're missing, you're missing one of the best times of the year. I love this. I totally love Slichot. Wow. I have pictures of my grandchildren <laughs> in Jerusalem getting up and dragging their father so that they could sing Slichot in the morning. It's great. It's wow. the best. And then, uh, you, so you got on that plane, and you celebrated with us. Mm-hmm. As it, it was incredible it having It wasn't you just celebrated. I, honestly, honestly, I have never danced <laughs> or sung or partied as much at any wedding as I did at that one. And, and I, I don't think since I was, in 40 years, I haven't, I haven't danced as much at a wedding. It was, it was really the wonderful. best. It was really it was wonderful. Unbelievable. The bracha that you were given under the chuppah was done in what you described as a Moroccan Jew. No, no. Baghdadi. In a Baghdadi yeah. Jewish style. Yes. That, that's how you described that's it. That's the bracha. That's the... Um, so if someone the, would have... The nigun. If someone, for, if for instance, would have been at a wedding in Iraq 200 years ago... That, exactly the that same. is what they would have heard. That's the same bracha. That, the it, same... that enhanced our celebration, you should know. It's a pleasure. It's and we, a and pleasure. I think we caught you off guard. Totally. <laughs> so, And the proof that we caught you off guard, thank you, the proof that we caught Simon off guard was that um, he was in the midst of doing a Facebook Live video. And when he was introduced... We had no choice, or he had no choice, I should say, but to abandon that effort. Simon, did you hear what I said? I said that one of the ways we know you were caught off guard was because during the ceremony, you were doing a Facebook Live video, and when you were called up to the chuppah, <laughs> yes. you had to adjust and figure out what to do with that with that vi- filming, let's put it that way. I handed that. it to one of your children. And did, so. they, did they continue the Facebook Live video? Yeah, yeah. They continued yeah, it. They did. And then did you... Pick it back up afterwards. Yes. Oh, so yeah. So limited a limited uh, break. Yeah. That would be noticeable for anybody who goes to your Facebook page and watches the video. Yeah, because all of a sudden the camera was pointed at the ground and it right. was like frantically looking for uh, where to where to for, focus for and anybody. what have you. Yes, it was good. So that was a Baghdadi Nusach. Yeah. Baghdadi Nusach. And again, uh, the way it would have sounded hundreds of years ago in Iraq, and for us, it was uh, an absolute honor to have you there. And for you to participate with us. Pleasure. Uh, anybody who's on your Facebook page could check out your Facebook Live video. You have the whole ceremony there mm-hmm. uh, on uh, on the page. And uh, and we are flattered that you left a family simcha to go to the airport and join us later that day uh, at Old Westbury. Um, I just, I, I, every time I say it, it's hard for me to get over it that you did that. So thank you so no, much. It- you know, it, the timing worked out perfectly for, uh, f- you know, to be able to participate in both both mitzvot. And we live at a time um, that's so special that you can actually do that sort of thing. 
That's so, a good point. People forget that sometimes. Yeah, it's totally crazy. We're living in these amazing times where you could actually be on one side of the world in the early part of the day and the other side of the world in the latter part of the day. People keep telling me how hard it is to travel by plane. And, you know, I am spoiled because most of the time I get upgraded into uh, business class. But truthfully, um, you know, it's so difficult to choose between meat or chicken or fish. <laughs> and, you know, like... Uh, and the wines and, they and, offer. Yeah, you got to be kidding. Especially on El Al. The wines on El Al are just tremendous. So, <laughs> well, there you thank go. Thank God. All right, more coming up. Jeff Morgan's going to join us. Simon's here. And you don't know uh, what other surprises may happen here on a Monday as we continue on this edition, a back-to-school, back-to-work edition of JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M., that's Ohad Birkato Reach. On the subject of Simon flying in for the Siegel Levinson wedding, that was the song that the uh, Chatan walked down to, you may recall, for those of you who were there. And, and, and as I said, Simon Jacob is here, and he insists, insists that he loves the fact that Slichot begins in the Sephardic community on the second day of Elul. Do you want to reconsider your statement, or do you want to stick with it? Not a chance. You want to stick I, with it? I can't do Ashkenazi Slichot once, okay? I'm so happy. I would do this for 80 days. And Slichot, traditionally, like this morning, the service is about how long? How long were you at Slichot this morning? Slichot take about an hour for us. It, it can take 45 minutes, but it takes about an hour for us. We do it a little slower, but wow. it's an hour and every then, morning. And then time for, for Shacharit. And then Shacharit right after. Wow. We start at 5.30, 6.30, we're at Shacharit. Is there a minyan at 5.30? Yeah. Wow. That was this morning. A lot of very dedicated people. was this morning. In fact, people start showing up from like quarter after. And this is happening five. around the world, in the Sephardic communities around the world. They are actually davening usually earlier. Right. Like in Israel, in your, Israel your slichot would be earlier than that. Yeah, usually about 5 or 4.30. No wonder you're sticking around here so long. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's of course a joke. But anyway, uh, I thank you for that insight, Simon. I'm always fascinated by uh, how some of us uh, are thankful that slichot do not begin at Rosh Chodesh Elul, but you just the opposite. You're thankful that it does. Mm-hmm. which is pretty remarkable. And I thank you again for your Baghdadi recitation of the Bracha under the Chuppah. No thanks necessary. Thank that, you very much for inviting me. I, I remind everybody as they watch the video that that is how it sounded hundreds of years ago in Iraq because your father's father was actually born in Baghdad, correct? Yeah. And, um, and finally, we thank you again for what you did uh, in flying from your family Simcha to our family Simcha. Not to be there, which was amazing. Total pleasure. And we have a special guest in studio, somebody you're very, very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's been here before and somebody who always seems to have big news. And Baruch Hashem, somebody whose big news always includes Eretz Israel. Not everybody in the wine business has their eyes and their sights on the Holy Land. But this gentleman, Jeff Morgan, who we know from the Covenant Winery, originally from California, he has had his sights and his mind on the Holy Land for quite a while. Jeff Morgan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's great to be here. Appreciate that. Welcome, and I hope that things are going well in this pre-holiday season. Let me just clear my throat. Certainly. Have a a little rosé and clear that throat. Come on. Good. You know, by the way, I'm not originally from California. Whoops, sorry. I'm originally from 
New York. There we go. I grew up on the Upper West Side. Ah, you know this town. And I do. In fact, I know it well enough to have taken the subway down here. And then, <laughs> you know, I, I keep telling myself it's it's a short walk from the subway, but it's not. <laughs> it is it's, not. It's my exercise. <laughs> Thank God it was decent weather, at least yes. that. Well, and, um, you know, we, I took the long road to, uh, to Israel. I, I went the wrong way first. Right. I went to California. Went yeah, I went west. Think, you know, I thought it was east. And um, 25 years later. I'm now, I'm now spending uh, quite a bit of time in Israel. Hey, can I start somewhere else before we get to the whole Israel angle? Um, we know what people like you think of California vineyards. There are people in this country who think the only real vineyards in this country are in California. Like if you want to be a, a vintner, if you want to be in the wine business, it all starts with California. There are those who think that way. What do you think? When you hear of all these ancillary areas of the United States that are now claiming wineries, Northwest, New York State, other states, what do you think when you, a California wine guy, hears about all these other places that are now making wine in this country? That's a loaded question, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, I don't know, I'm going to have to share this with our listeners, but I actually started making wine in New York. Wow. So that's where I got my start on Long Island. So I, I, I did go east, but only 100 miles east. Before. The vineyard was on Long Island? Yeah. What yeah. city? In Kutchug, actually. Kutchug, not Patchug. Those of you who know Long Island think Patchug is the east end of it, but it's not. It's smack dab in the middle. The wow. east end is really, you know, uh, Kutchug, uh, you know, the Orient Point. Yeah, the North Fork is, is the capital of New York winemaking, and... I uh, landed there in, uh, gosh, it must have been uh, 1988, uh, looking for a job, and I knocked on doors. I Actually, it was a saxophone player before that, so I, I didn't know anything about wine except that I liked to drink it. And uh, somebody, you know, was foolish enough to hire me, and um, they didn't even have a winery yet. So I, was, I worked in the vineyards there for a couple of years, and uh, we grew grapes, and then we built a winery, one of the early wineries in Long Island called Gristina. <clears throat> now it's called Macari. And that's where I got my start. Uh, when did you get to California? So uh, what happened is I started writing about wine for a local newspaper and then for the New York Times and then ultimately for a magazine called The Wine Spectator. And um, The Spectator sent me to California as a West Coast editor yeah. in uh, 95. or ni- Yeah, it was 1995. To be permanently on the West Coast. <laughs> to be perma- I started writing for them in 92. Then uh, they moved me and my family there in '95. So, so you're you're writing about wine in '95. When do you start making wine well, on the West Coast? Uh, here's Jay Books. Oh boy! Oh yeah. boy! Yep. <clears throat> Holy cow! Jay, give me a hug. I don't believe this. We're on. Do they realize we're on the air, Simon? Do they realize there's a show going on here? Yeah, and it's radio. So what time? When do you get? When do you get to be a winemaker? Well, this is the part just about where we get to the part where I met Jay Booksbaum, actually. (laughs) So he said, "How did I? You know, how do we feel about you know other places besides California and America for making wine?" And I said, "That's a loaded question because I started in in New York, and uh, you know when I finally got my first big break as a wine writer." I didn't start making wine, to answer your question, in California till 2000. I started in New York in 88, was making wine there for a couple of years. Then I became this wine writer. My first assignment was kosher wine for Passover for the Wine Spectator. I didn't know anything about kosher wine at the time. And I called Jay Buxbaum at, at Royal Wines. And he I lived said, up to his reputation yeah, as vice president of wine education. Wine, yes. Wine, wine education, wine, everything I needed to know for that first article. You. 
Yeah, he did. And apparently he did it well because uh, the spectator hired me to do other articles. And at some point five years later, you have this, what would we call it, a, an itch to make your own wine? Or a... Well, I, I missed making wine because I'd started as a winemaker right. in the cellar in, in 88 in New York. And uh, so I was out there writing and I thought, yeah, I just want to make wine again. So I, I, I left The Spectator in 2000. I moved up to Napa. And I started right, working for uh, to make money. I worked for Dean and DeLuca, the the food. We've chain. heard of them, yeah. sure. And they had a branch up there in Napa, and I started my own little winery called Solo Rosa, which was only rosé, not kosher. And then it was uh, two years later that uh, I met uh, Eli Ben Zaken from Castel Winery in Israel. He was visiting Napa. We tasted his wine and. Uh, we said, wow, this stuff's really good. Let's try to make a kosher Napa Valley Cabernet. That Amazing. was the beginning of Covenant. Uh, and that's the start of Covenant Wine, which has become such a uh, common name now on uh, on kosher tables around the world. Um, for, for, for every uh, light on Broadway, for every guy like you who decides to make their own label, who decides to make their own winery, how many are trying that and they simply never become successful? Well, it kind of depends on your definition of success. Um, I think if you can stay in the business and, uh, you know, as long as I have, which is now 16 years with Covenant and almost 20 years as a winemaker, both in California and Israel, and I'm still standing, still paying my bills, I would call that a success. And right. we make really good wine, I think, that's appreciated by people all over the world. But are there plenty who don't get past the first year? Are there plenty who try to do their own label or their own wine or their own you know, vineyard or become their own vintner and it just doesn't work out? Well, yeah. I mean, basically it's, you know, the wine business is not like other businesses and that you, you can't just start the business and make money. You right. have to wait for the wines to age in barrels uh, usually or in bottles or whatever. So you got a, a year or two where you're putting out money and you're not getting much back. So that's, that's a challenge. You got to be really patient in your business, it seems. Patient, really patient, and you have to have a day job. Right. Yeah, which I, <laughs> which I, I used to have. So. Jeff Morgan's here. We're joined by the vice president of wine education at Royal Wine, the one, the only, Jay. Booksbaum. <laughs> and we're on the greatest radio, Jewish radio station on planet Earth. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, later I will share with you what I shared with Simon in terms of our growth, which is astounding, thank God. Mr. Booksbaum, you were just part of the story that Mr. Morgan told. Yes. You apparently had a role in all of this. Yes. Getting Covenant to the uh, to the point where it is today. Um, it's nice to greet you. When we heard you were coming, we had uh, we had a little wager about whether you'd really show up. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you which side Simon chose, which side I chose, but okay. we, we did have some fun with that. Okay. And you made it. Here I you did. are. I and did. it's pre-Rosh Hashanah, the perfect time for you, just two and a half weeks away from the holiday, actually a little more, um, to start recommending some delicious wines. And look who's sitting to your right. Somebody who's responsible for some delicious wines out Absolutely. there. Absolutely, Imagine that. Pretty incredible. I would show you this bottle, but I want to make sure it stays in my possession. This was a special bottle presented to me by Mr. Morgan, which we're going to discuss in just a couple of minutes here at the JM in the AM. Oh, look at that. You got one of your own. What do you think, Jay? Amazing. Got one of your own from Covenant Israel. Blue Sea Rosé. Pretty cool, huh? It's like Lucy. No, Blue Sea Rosé. Have yeah. you had it before? I, I have. You enjoy it? No, I, have, I haven't had this one yet. Have you I? had it maybe in Israel, but not Israel. here. There yeah. is none here in America. Hey. Yeah. Am I on? Yeah. Simon, you're on, of course. You had you had it in my house. Oh, oh. that's where I had it. Okay. Good. Glad we got the, that straight. The answer to every question here is, oh, did, no. I, did I have it? Yes, we had it with Simon. That's always, <laughs> that's always the answer. At some point, Simon served it to us. All right, Jeff, let's start with the uh, California wines. What should people be aware of with the upcoming holidays? What are some of the choices 
that are out there that are big sellers in the kosher retail market that have the name Covenant on it? Well, of course, our flagship wine, Covenant uh, Napa Valley Cabernet, is out there. It's uh, the first wine we ever made, and uh, it still still remains our flagship. I think it's uh, among our best wines. Uh, you can get it at retail shops all over the New York, New Jersey area. Um, then, of course, we have uh, the Red Sea uh, brands, which is uh, Red Sea Red, which is a blend of various grapes, red grapes, including Syrah and Cabernet. And we have our Red Sea Sauvignon Blanc, which um, is also uh, quite widely available. And then we have our Red Sea Rosé, which is the American uh, Covenant Rosé. Um, our newest brands uh, that are carried by, by Royal Wines are uh, the Tribe. Uh, are you guys members? Yeah. <laughs> as far yeah, as we so. know. I thought so. So this is a wine for you. Um, <clears throat> we have the Tribe Chardonnay, and we have the Tribe um, uh, Proprietary Red, uh, both these wines are not only available in retail shops, but uh, you can get them in restaurants, kosher restaurants all over the, uh, the metropolitan Finally. area. Finally. Yeah. And then the newest addition to our um, hopefully not yet oversaturated uh, Covenant uh, uh, portfolio is Covenant Mensch. Are you guys Menches? M-E-N-C-H? Yes, M-E-N-C-H. This wine is also for you. And uh, we have a Mench White made from Roussan, which is a phenomenally delicious grape grown in the south of France and also in California. And the Mench Red is a Zin Petit Syrah blend. Um, and both of these wines are also available in stores and kosher restaurants. Before I turn to Jay for a comment about the list you just gave us, how does one decide if these wines have to be their own label, their own brand, so to speak, as opposed to just making them part of the Covenant line? Well, they all say Covenant on the label, so um, they all are part of the Covenant. The tribe portfolio. is obvious. It's obvious to the it consumer says, that it's a Covenant it's, wine. It says the tribe by Covenant. Right. Uh, Mensch has Covenant Mensch. Um, I'm hoping that eventually restaurateurs will start labeling them on their wine list as Covenant Mensch, Covenant mm. Tribe. That would help people know that it's it's a part of the family, but right. they're very different wines, different uh, terroir, different appellations, that is, regions, and uh, kind of different wine styles. Mr. Booksbaum, you're the Vice President of Wine Education, and this audience knows how much you mean to us when it comes to wine expertise. What do you have to say about the list that Mr. Morgan just gave us? Napa Valley Cabernet is, is you know, Rosh Hashanah, brand new year you really want to get the best of the best that you can and i think that's that's what i would start off with and and if uh, during the lunches and especially during sukkahs uh or sukkot or whoever you know ever you're playing to today and i think you're playing to everybody <laughs> uh you definitely go with a rosé because it's a beautiful time of year to sit outside and to enjoy lighter fare, perhaps, with a, a really beautiful rosé. And also the idea that you're going to enjoy a wine that's from Eretz Yisrael, you know, from the Holy Land, is so important. All right, well, we got to get year. to that category. When you said rosé, are you referring to this one? Yeah. All right, so Jeff, tell us about the Israel import and what stage we're at with that whole thing. So um, we are in our seventh harvest in Israel. Wow. People don't realize we've been making wine there that long. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, if you should didn't know, know it, I, yeah, I if should they not. didn't know it, I, I mean, don't I feel bad. I didn't think about it. That's because at our age, uh, like, you know, everything's going by fast. And so it, this last seven years went. There have been how many 100%. seasons of bottled wines under your label from Israel? Uh, seasons, well, Is we, this the fifth Rosh Hashanah where we have these wines? See, we had our 13 was the first in bottle. 13, 14, 15, 16. Well, 15 for some, but this, yeah. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 
the 18 that's six years in uh, of wines out there because oh, yeah. we're, we're right now this is a 2018 rosé right. uh the 2018 viognier which is here in america uh, and the currently we have the 2016 red blue sea but that's almost gone so we're going to the 17 very soon and then we have our 2016 uh, Covenant Israel Syrah. Yeah, amazing uh, wine. So, uh, yeah. We, we, you know, we, I first went to Israel um, in 2011 just to look around and uh, quickly realized that not only is this our country and where I felt I belonged, but um, also it was an amazing place for winemaking. I mean, obviously they knew that 2,500 years ago, 3,500 <laughs> years ago, but, you know, I, I got there a little late. They, they did all the research for <laughs> yeah. you, huh? And uh, it looked a lot to the me groundwork, like, as right, they it say. Looked, it looked like southern France, the Rhone Valley. It looked like parts of Napa Valley. And I thought, you know, let's let's try to make some wine here, too. And uh, I think the wine's coming out of Israel, not just by covenant, <clears throat> but by, by everybody who I know. Uh, and, in fact... People can come and taste a lot of Israeli wine tomorrow at a very special event that we're going to talk about soon, right, Jay? Um, is that open to the public or not? Tomorrow's yes. event, it is. Yeah, it's open to the public. So yeah, six, I, <laughs> Jay's I, thinking about it now. Maybe it might be open. He's to the only public. going to the trade part, but yeah, you know, I tell you, at six thirty, ah, uh, it's open to the public for two or three hours. Yeah. So um, the wines, I think, are really showing well. Um, they inspired me to start making wine. Not only looking at the the, the red soils and the limestone uh, outcrops that reminded me of great wine making regions around the world, but the wines taste good, really good. So I'm uh, very excited about what we're doing in Israel. I think Israel. Listen, there's great kosher wine made in in France and in right. Italy and in California and in many uh, parts of the world, but I feel that Israeli wine uh, is our. This is our. This is our wine country. Mm-hmm. This is this is Jewish wine. Where country. where is the quote unquote winery in Israel? Is it in more than one location? Uh, so as many of you know, we have a winery in California. Right. It's in uh, it's, it's actually an urban winery in Berkeley, California, about an hour south of Napa. In Israel, I haven't yet built my own winery. That's the goal. And uh, so right now, I'm up in the Galilee, um, uh, working under the good graces of a deer winery, uh, where uh, I use their tanks. I use my crew, but I use their tanks and their equipment. And um, someday, hopefully, we'll we'll have our own winery, Bezrat Hashem, and uh, that's kind of uh, my goal. Jay, has this ever happened before? What's that? In your time in uh, the world of kosher wine, where you saw an American winemaker turn their attention to the Holy Land? I can't think of it. Well, actually, yeah, the first first and most exciting, I think, winemaker that turned his attention towards... Uh, is Peter Stern, the founder of a uh, winemaking founder, I should say, of Herzog Wine Cellars. He actually started making wines in the Golan Heights as soon as they started growing the grapes. That you know, as soon as the grapes there were ready for making wine. Uh, the story goes that uh, uh, somebody from UC Davis—I can't remember his name—a professor, a very well-known professor at UC Davis—was asked to come and look at the Golan Heights to see what kind of fruits they should grow, yeah. and he said, "Fruits." Citrus? No, no, no. What you need to grow up here are wine grapes. And then shortly thereafter, the Golan Heights winery was born. They called on Peter Stern to uh, be the first winemaker of the Golan Heights winery, a, a fellow from California who had years of experience already making uh, California wines there. And that was the first one. And now this is around when? The story you're telling 1982, us? 83, 84, uh, something like that. Interesting. Yeah. And then I know Peter, and I, I actually worked with Peter first five years um, of Covenant. We made down at uh, Herzog Wine Cellars in Southern California, and Peter was uh, 
still affiliated with the Herzog family and Royal Wines, and we uh, we work together. And uh, Peter's a great guy. And in the Bechert department, Peter grew <laughs> up in in Saint Helena, Napa Valley, which is uh, like three blocks from where I lived for 15 years, but he had left by the time I got there. So um, it's just a very small world. There's also Victor Schoenfeld. He's an American who's an American-Israeli who, who lives in Israel. And my on-site winemaker, um, Ari Earl, in Israel, uh, he was born in Sacramento. He's been in Israel mostly for the last 30 years. He makes wines with us. He also makes wines with um, Jezreel Winery and um, another winery called Bachlomo. So there are a number of us who have gone back and have made what I call the wine Aliyah. Uh, I think I'm the only one who owns a California winery and, and now owns, um, we, have, we have an Israeli business that will hopefully soon be a California, uh, an Israeli winery as well. What's also interesting is you have people who have gone the other way. You have Shiki Rauschberger from Tepeberg, who is solid Israeli, born in Israel, et cetera, et cetera, but went to UC Davis, California, to study winemaking there. You have Israel Flam, of uh, the Flam Winery, who was the chief winemaker in uh, Carmel for many, many years, but studied winemaking in UC Davis in California. So you have it going both ways, and I think it's it's very exciting. So did Aaron Pick, who's... Uh Who's with uh, Tsora Winery? Uh, Iran uh, worked and, and studied at, at Davis and lived in California. But fortunately, most of these guys have gone back to Israel, where I think we belong. Um, there's Mayan Koshitsky. He uh, Man, what a Zionist! Yeah, Zionist. Zionist. Oh my gosh, I love like, it. Mayan, like I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Mayan you know? Koshitsky is is a great winemaker from Israel. He's a uh, kind of in Israel now, uh, in Israel, in California, Napa Valley, making a big name for himself. But I think he'll go back to Israel, too, because I saw him recently. He, he already misses Israel. Jeff Morgan's here. If you were writing for Wine Spectator today, right, yeah. a- asked to do a pre-5780 article, what do you think the theme would be? What, what's happening that's interesting to you in the world of kosher wine that would be unique to this year? Anything catch your uh, fancy, well, it's, it's, strike your fancy? I, you know, in the wine business, things happen a little more slowly than in a year. But I would say that we are strongly and uh, solidly heading into what I've been calling the kosher wine renaissance that I think started sometime around about 25 years ago when Herzog started making uh, wines in California and Peter Stern was at the helm then. And um, I was just starting to review kosher wines. And I can tell you... Um, there weren't a lot of really good ones, but there were some excellent wines. And uh, now that's now this year, you know, you walk into a wine shop and you look at the kosher section, or you go into a kosher wine shop and it's all the kosher section. Right. And uh, I don't think you're going to find a whole lot of bad wines. You're going to find good, really good, and phenomenally good. First grade kosher wine that you reviewed was the first great one that you reviewed in 19. 19- it was uh, it was a Herzog uh, Cabernet uh, from. Um, Sonoma from Chalk Hill, and you uh, remember that one, Jay? Sure, yeah. I, still, I still have a few bottles. Was that a good one? That was a good one. I think we gave that ninety-three points, and uh, I remember actually my colleague Jim Lobby had the first taste. It was blind; we didn't know it was kosher. We didn't know what it was, and he 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 sent the glass over to my side of the tasting table because I was on a different flight. And he goes, "What do you think of this?" And I said, "Wow, this is really good. <laughs> I wonder what it is." And we took the bag off, and we saw it was. Herzog wine. So I think that was the first moment I really realized, gee, we can make like phenomenal wines here in California, kosher. Let's try it. That 93 sounds familiar. I think 20 years ago we made a big deal about that. Yeah, we did. We did. And and I think that wine is also Mavushal. Wow. Well, we argue about that. 
Which Jay year? and I argue about that regularly. Um, I which really, year was it? Do you remember which it year? Was, I, well, I think we did that review in 97 or 8, so it must have been like a 96, so right? So the, the 96 was Mavushal, the 97 wasn't. Yeah, I think it was 96. So, I think it was Mavushal. You know... It's, it's uh, listen. There's Simon. Some good that Mavush- was that was impressive. That yeah. was impressive. Listen, <laughs> if you can, I, I I still think if you can avoid Mavushal, uh, right. great because it's just one more step. But right. uh, but there's plenty of really good Mavushal wines out there. I'm proud to say that right now, Covenant California is making a few of them also. Right. Yeah. Uh, the the Covenant Israel Blue Sea Rosé, which is a 2018, that the one that sits in front of me, yeah. that everybody in this room has highly recommended. Yes. This is now available here in, in all the retail stores. No. <laughs> how does how does one obtain it? You have to no, go to not. Israel. That's right. it. It's not available. Yeah. It's Will not. it ever be available here? Yeah. Um, you know, basically we we make um, about the same amount of rosé in Israel as we make here in California, and I'm trying not to um, you know, create confusion with right. two of the same wines from uh, two different places. With the name Covenant. With the name it. Covenant. One's right. a blue sea, one's a red sea, but people right. just see the sea and then they get confused which right. one's red and which one's blue. That was a brilliant marketing error on my part. And, uh, you know, I love I the backstory with Jeff. <laughs> what, what can I say? But So I, I'm not planning on, on bringing much of this uh, rosé to America, but I am completely out of red sea rosé at this time. And I mm. don't know how much rosé is uh, still in the Royals' uh, uh, cellar here on the East Coast. So we're going to take a look at that. I'm going to bring probably a small amount to California, uh, maybe a pallet, 56 cases, and uh, that'll be all that comes to America. Uh, I don't know if Royal uh, is going to take any of that or not. We'll so see. when you're in Israel, you got to have this wine. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Uh, you can get this wine in like lots of wine shops and, and lots of restaurants. Um, and it, it in Israel, in, in America, we make 15 wines, but in Israel, we only make four. We make the rosé, the blue sea rosé. We make the blue sea adome, the red blend, which is a Syrah Cabernet blend, and then we make uh, the Viognier, which is our Israeli white wine, which is uh, which we're pouring uh, tomorrow, and we really need to talk about this big tasting tomorrow. And then, of course, our Syrah. Um, uh, Jay and his colleagues have convinced me that we need to make an Israeli Cabernet. I've been fighting this battle because I think Rhone varietals such as Syrah and Viognier are the best in Israel. That doesn't mean there's not really good Cabernet coming out of Israel. In fact, I got some. I've been blending it away into my Adom. But I think I got some really good Cabernet. So, Jay, we're going to come out with a small amount of Israeli Cabernet. Mm. We, we don't disagree on the fact that uh, Israel makes the best uh, wines out of Mediterranean varietals. I don't disagree with that at all. What, what our focus is is that we also know that they make great Cabernets out of Israel, and that, you know, for better or for worse, is what a lot of the public wants. So right, and it's I've a never, marketing. Uh, yeah, it's a, I've never really, I've made wine because I want to make particular wines from particular places, and again, it's my flagship wine from California is Cabernet, so I don't particularly want to have a flagship Cabernet from Israel, so we'll just have a small amount. Just Simon, so you know, there's there, this year, particularly, there were a lot of rosés that were made. Um, and to be honest, I really didn't, uh, I didn't enjoy most of them. Um, but, but this one in particular is by far and away, I think, the best rosé made in either Either place, and it's available in those uh, nice Jerusalem wine shops, right, to Simon? It's is, is available it one of, is it, anywhere. Is it one of my cousins now uh, with that the new Jerusalem wine shop? I think didn't I hear that? That I don't know. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I think, but I'm, I'm just think. telling you, I love this. I can tell this you where my favorite, absolutely favorite rosé in All Jerusalem. Right. The restaurant that's selling more 
Covenant, uh, Israel Blue Sea Rosé, uh, more than any other restaurant, is Crave, mm. which is near Machniyuda Market, yeah. and it is We've blowing through this stuff. That's because Simon's there every yeah. other night, so it's Simon's selling like so crazy. We're also in a restaurant uh, uh, in that hotel where they only have Israeli wines, with one exception, and that's yours. Uh, come on, what's in the- Tel Aviv. That's right, in Tel Aviv. That's um, the C, uh, starts with an S. It's right on the water there in Tel Aviv. We, we, you're, you're talking about the restaurant or the- The restaurant, the restaurant. Um, it's in a hotel. Herbert Samuels? Uh, Herbert no. Samuel. Um, Not the Herbert Samuel? You're no, talking about that's the Ritz Carlton? No, you're the Ritz Carlton has our wines too, but no. He's talking about the Citan or what does it say? Citan. I don't know. Satay? I don't know. Uh, that's it. Satay. Satay, thank you. Satay. We're going to get satay. there. We four of us, we can get there. The satay, I, you know, it surprised me. I don't know what, why my wines, my California wines are there. I'd like to see my Israeli And it's so interesting. There. That just shows you what kind of... The, 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 the wine in Israel, the wine consumption in Israel as well, has really gone... Yeah. Gone and and the there's an election coming up, so trust me, they'll be drinking a lot the next <laughs> week. That's for sure. Yeah. They better. Jeff Morgan is here. Jay Booksbaum, Simon Jacob. Uh, Jeff or Jay, what can you tell us about tomorrow night? Who has details about what's going on tomorrow evening? I do. What do you got, Jeff? I'm ready. Go okay, ahead, Jeff. So we are having, for the first time ever, the first Wines of Israel Grand Tasting um, with uh, a consortium of some 27 wineries, I think, right. from Israel, including Covenant Israel. Uh, we've all come here to New York to uh, show the world just how good Israeli wine can be. And there um, is a, an event tomorrow. It's at the Union Park uh, Tasting Arena at 5-7 East 17th Street. Um, the trade actually has a, um, a tasting from 12 to 4 with some seminars, and the public is welcome uh, at 6.30. Um, you should go to Wines of Israel Grand Tasting winesofisrael.com for details about how to uh, get a ticket. Just a note of caution, I believe, if I'm not incorrect about this, there may be some of the wines there that are not certified kosher. There may be some of the wines there that are not certified kosher. As you pointed out to us, not not every wine in Israel is kosher. Right. Right. But mine are. Oh, I like to say not certified kosher. Right, yeah. not certified yeah. kosher would be more accurate. Yeah. Winesofisrael.com. I'm on the site right now, winesofisrael.com. And again, the event is tomorrow night. Uh, it's happening at the 5 7 East 17th Street, uh, 12 to 4 for the trade, 6 30 for the public. Check out winesofisrael.com. And there's one other piece that I wanted to uh, mention that we discovered. And that is that, uh, of course, Jeff and Jody have... Uh, that's did, my wife. That's your wife. have done such an amazing job with Covenant. And we do get a chance to see Jody once in a while, especially at the big shows. Um, uh, but you've added a gentleman named Jeff Rochwarger. What? You are the first person who has ever pronounced his name correctly. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. What can you tell yeah. us about Jeff Rochwarger? Okay, so Jeff Rochwarger is our new partner. As many of you know, I, I founded Covenant with uh, the late Leslie Rudd. He died about a year and a half ago. And uh, with an extensive search, we finally um, uh, found Jeff, just to confuse people. He's G-E-O-F-F, though. I'm J-E-F-F. And Jeff is a, uh, a longtime uh, fan of Covenants and a friend of ours. He lives in, uh, in Israel, where he's, uh, he made Aliyah 14 years ago. And um, he is uh, 
he stepped in to help us uh, with our finances, of course, and also to uh, uh, basically uh, solidify our, our, our program in Israel, the Covenant Israel Project. Um, Jeff has the same vision I do. He wants to uh, build a winery in Israel, and so we're working on that together. And um, he uh, was already in the uh, liquids business. He um, drills for water, actually, in the uh, Golan Heights and also uh, near the Dead Sea. So um, that's that's what he does. That's his day job. And um, that's interesting. Yes, it's a very interesting job that he has. And uh, and we're just delighted to have um, Jeff part of uh, the Covenant family. He's uh, he's got a great business head which uh, is something I don't have necessarily. <laughs> and so it's great to have him collaborate with us. All right, Jeff Rochwarger, uh, welcome aboard. Covenant and Covenant Israel will certainly benefit. Monday morning, uh, our final words with uh, Jeff Morgan, Jay Booksbaum, Simon Jacob, coming up at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. It's Baruch Levine. Well, you wouldn't believe what we just discovered on the uh, during our conversation off the air. Uh, Jay Booksbaum, who spends most of his time in places like uh, Florida, South America, Israel, and wherever else he's needed for the company, is actually going to the office today. Imagine that. You're making an appearance in Bayonne, apparently. Where in the world is Jay Booksbaum? Today it's going to be Bayonne, huh? Yeah. Do you remember what your office looks like? I do. I do. <laughs> What's going to be happening there? Aside from the Mincha Minion, what else is going to be happening at the office today? Give well, us give us the rundown I'll of your I'll tell you schedule. one thing that's not going to be happening what? because you're not there. There's no sushi. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> There'll be no exotic lunch today. Exactly. Because we're not going to I'm be I'm going to have to take something from the freezer that we, you know, we sell. <sighs> what can I tell you? Head to the warehouse. You never know what dry good items you'll find. <laughs> Maybe something crackers. Exactly. I'll get crackers. Exactly. But you, you do recall what the office looks like and how I things... Uh, you know, because usually, as you know... You're in exotic locations. You're heading to Panama and Chile and Argentina and Israel and all these different places, Europe at times. Where have you been recently? What what was the summer like for you? What places went on to your summer of 2019? Israel, twice, actually. Israel, twice. That was the big thing for me. Did you make it over to Crave or you didn't get over to Crave? I was in Pittsburgh. Oh, um, interesting. Which is, you know, I have to tell you, I walked down the street. This is inspiring for me and, and probably great message for your listenership. I'm walking down the street on uh, Murray Avenue, which is like the main yeah. right Jewish. We were fair. there, <laughs> and and I pass by this pizza shop, and there's a big Jewish star in the thing, and I go, "Gee, when did this Angelo's Pizza Shop go kosher?" And of course, I look in, and they are not kosher. Right. But the reason they have this Jewish star is because of the solidarity of the tree of horrible life. Tree of Life incident, and. Right. It's interesting, after I noticed that, of course, I was only looking for good pizza, you know, but after I noticed that, every single store practically on that street had the, and and I came back with the, you know, with the magnets that go on my car and unbroken. Did you find the kosher pizza on Murray Avenue? I did. There's a good place there, you know. Not as good as Angelo's, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good place, that's for sure. And that bakery's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we spent some time there. In fact, we've been invited back for the one-year commemoration of what happened we'll see if we can make it there the Pittsburgh. so pittsburgh israel anywhere else there was pittsburgh, no, nothing else israel, on your calendar this whole uh, summer come on jay oh yeah. las vegas Woo! uh california oh boy, oh boy uh miami all all to discover great kosher wines yeah Simple well to, actually to, to hawk <laughs> great kosher wines make sure everyone has what they need for the high holidays and and really it's it's like jeff said it's just like no holds barred anymore people are yeah. just like Loving this stuff. Baruch Hashem. Jeff Morgan, Covenant and Covenant Israel, we wish you continued success. Thank you, Nachum. Um, we're striving for that. And uh, with your help and the help of uh, people who love wine everywhere, I think we're going to make it. We admire those who uh, make sure to keep their attention on the Holy Land. Those who help us bridge the gap between the diaspora and our true homeland, the state of Israel. And you are obviously a key component in a very important industry for that alone we salute you in addition to the delicious wine that you're making thank you let's remember to salute my daughter zoe also zoe morgan who made aliyah five years ago right i remember this story uh, and who works with covenant israel and is in charge of our marketing sales and hospitality program over there she's also now married to a nice israeli boy so we're where are uh, they living in what city uh they live in tel aviv very nice yes well excellent and continued success and a shana tava to you thank you 
And Simon, we should continue Pleasure. continue to celebrate many smachot. You know, I'm, I just want to mention one yeah, sure. thing. I am incredibly proud of uh, Mr. Morgan here. He has not only um, found his roots in Israel, and he's discovering new roots every day, but he's, uh, he's made such an investment, and it's just it's, it's wonderful. It's amazing. I love it. Thank you, Simon. I pray that more and more people realize it because you're right. He deserves a tremendous amount of credit. And like we said, when you help bridge the gap between the diaspora and the state of Israel, uh, we have tremendous admiration. So thank you. All right, Simon, thank you. Jay, thank you. You're welcome. Jeff, thank you. Shana Tovat to everybody. Ten minutes before 9 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up, including Mayor Weingarten at the top of the hour with the, speaking of Israel, with the Israel show. Just eight days away from the election of 2019, the second election of 2019. It's all coming up if you keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
with Baruch Levine. Shalom Rav. It's Monday on this September the 9th. Happy birthday, Miriam L. Wallach. The 9th of Elul as uh, we thank Jeff Morgan, Jay Booksbaum, Simon Jacob, all for sharing some some of their deep insight into Israeli and uh, regular kosher wines. Really cool. The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is coming up next. Uh, a review of Netflix's brand new release, The Spy, the story of Ellie Cohen. The Israeli elections have eight days to go. And, of course, the weekly Israeli music mix, including a brand new release by Ishai Rebo in the lead-up to his upcoming album release. It's all happening with Mayor Weingarten. The Israel Show starting at 9 a.m. 10 a.m. after further review. I'm sure Yoni Pollock will be discussing the uh, jet debacle yesterday. Uh, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> and probably will mention, I assume, that the Brooklyn Cyclones are in uh, are in position tonight to win the uh, league championship. Yeah, congratulations to our friends at the Brooklyn Cyclones. Uh, as they, uh, if they win tonight, they are champions. Um, listener Cena made sure to uh, write to us. Very special greetings going out to the number one daughter, Shoshana Gifter of Staten Island, celebrated her birthday over Shabbos. Shoshana, to say that we're so proud of you seems inadequate, but we are all that and much more. Thank you for all the nachas you and Yaakov and your beautiful family continue to give us from the day you were born right up until this very minute. You're the gift that keeps on giving. And of all this sounds familiar, it's because it just never gets old. Wishing a wonderful year ahead and many more happy birthdays and good health. Still 120. And by the way, we still can't believe you're a bubby. What? Seriously? Enjoy every minute with much love from Ima and Abba. We know them as Listener Sina and Mr. Listener Sina. Down in Florida, we thank them for including us in their birthday wish correspondence. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, JM and the AM, and again, a reminder, um, Mayor Weingarten is next with the Israel Show. Then the Yoni Pollock with After Further Review. At 11 a.m., it'll be Jake Novak. Jake Novak at 11 a.m. with Novak, with Novak Now. 
Um, Jake's topic for today, why are younger voters in the United States more liberal than the general population and younger voters in Israel are more conservative than the general population? Jake Novak will ask and answer that question coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So it's Mayor Weingarten next with the Israel Show. Then it's after further review with Yoni Pollock, all the uh, sports, including, I'm sure, the Brooklyn Cyclones. And uh, and then Jake Novak with Novak Now to, uh, to get you through the morning here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Achenu Israel and Achim Achim, our brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and com on the Nahum Siegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. And that wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM in the AM. We are on the road this week, like every week in September, courtesy of our friends at Azer Mitzion, the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry. This Thursday, we'll be doing our Thursday live lunch from down in Lakewood, New Jersey. Don't forget to purchase golf balls and the big ball drop for Tztaka. Go to emgolf.org slash ball drop, emgolf.org slash ball drop. Make sure to use the promo code Nahum for your savings on that purchase. emgolf.org slash ball drop. If your ball ends up heading from the helicopter to the uh, to the hole on the green and it's among the three closest, you are one of the winners of Split the Pot with Azer Mitzion. emgolf.org slash ball drop. Use the promo code Nahum. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.